Bring you in, bring you up close, personal. Um, I feel like I'm at the cricket. Was it's getting quite close to Christmas, and if I know you, I'd suggest you've already done your Christmas shopping because you're a very organised man. Is that correct? It's absolutely incorrect. Actually, I'm doing it all this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm in the oh. same boat. I have not done any Christmas shopping other than transferring some money to my sister for a. For a present that she organised for the for the parentals for herself. Oh, good. That's always a good one. I like that. The sibling gifting. I've um, I've executed that with uh, my parents for the nephews rather than me buying and posting. I just send orders over there. Mum goes and picks them like she works for Amazon, and then delivers them to the Grommies. It's fucking genius. And look, if you're looking for stocking stuffers, and it may be too late for this, but it's almost never too late when it comes to Manscaped. Um, we have the tools this year to um, to stuff those stockings full. And we're talking about the Manscaped 3.0 fucking... The lawnmower kit. Lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> Get that shit in your stocking. No, what? mate, the, it is good stuff. It's perfect. It's perfect for the family. It's perfect for you. It isn't too late, I reckon. I reckon we've just got to um, get on it. And you know when you're shopping for other people when you're like, fuck spending money on everybody else. It's time to spend money on me. It's time to spend money on you. And you deserve yourself a good gift. So um, now that Manscaped's stopped giving them away for free, you can use the 1OTW code, the <laughs> one off the wood, 1OTW, 20% off, free shipping, that's where you want to be at. You want to support our podcast. We can support you with some more potties. That's right. And I think the the Manscaped crew are, are talking up their um their stocking stuffers, which are your crop reviver ball toner, your crop cleanser body wash. Um, you've got these little tear off ball wipes if you're just out and about and you need to freshen up. So these are all pretty decent little products. But I think at the end of the day, it's all about that lawnmower 3.0. It's it's a good bit of kit. We've talked it up before. It's got a USB charger. It's got precision engineered blades. You can use it in the shower. You can use it in your lounge room. You can lose use it in the kitchen. You can lose it in the kitchen. You can use it everywhere. The other thing I was thinking in the shower the other day using it is I was thinking, like, this thing's vibrating and it's shaped almost perfectly to fit in a butthole. I don't know if that's crossed your mind. Not as yet, but now, you know, I'm always open to new things. So, look, a multi-tool. They might as well just relabel it Leatherman or something because it is a real multi-tool, isn't it? It is a multi-tool. So, yeah, code 1OTW. They're supporting the podcast. Um, so, if you want to buy yourself the lawnmower or any of these stocking stuffers, use the code. Gives you 20% or off. Butt stuffers. <laughs> butt stuffers. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> free shipping and it would it supports us if you do that so a uh, few few crew out there have done it uh harry from fire to the fork he's going to be running a pretty tight crop at, at the moment because he just um just purchased one i believe so yeah if, if it's good enough for harry it's good enough for you because i think if you're one of those listeners out there that's come from harry's youtube 
you pretty much buy anything he tells you to buy, you idiots. So um, why don't you just listen to us for once and buy yourself the Lawnmower 3.0. Get, yes. <laughs> hey, um, I saw Harry's actually put out some new shirts too. And we've got some new shirts um, coming. We're going to do an order. I'm going to sort it out on Instagram. If you don't get on our Instagram, find us at one off the wood. Uh, on Instagram, you'll, you'll figure it out. And uh, I'll run a little thing through the stories and posts because we want to do an order for T-shirts. This is your opportunity to get the colour that you want. If you want a black one or a blue one or a fucking tie-dyed one, then let us know because that's what we'll be doing. So colours and sizes for you. If you're a bloody four times XL, this is your opportunity to buy that. There's a few stubby holders. We can get them out to you as well at the same time. Yep, sounds good. And just uh, call out if anyone's ordered a shirt recently, they might be a little slow coming because we're just ordering a new batch. But do not despair. It will be there. That's the spirit. All right, this episode, if you haven't figured it out from the title, is Mixtape number three coming at you. Mixtape three. Um, it's perfect time of the year for us to drop a mixtape. So we hopefully, if you're listening to this um, and you're about to go on a road trip, press stop and wait till you're on that road trip because this will be a long one. We're going to drop some some tunes that you've heard and probably some that you haven't heard. So this is built for the road trip. Uh, if you're just going to sit at home and listen to it there, you can do that as well. It'll work both in both locales. And if you're in the Northern Beaches in New South Wales at the moment uh, and shit's getting a little bit crazy... Maybe this is for you as well. Just, um, you know, sit in your race car bed, close the windows, close the doors and lock in for a couple of hours. Pretend you're on a road trip because you ain't going anywhere for Christmas. Sorry, Grandma. No. Yeah, Avalon is not the place to be at the moment. But, um, yeah, what are you going to do? Uh, what do you What do you got off the wood there tonight, Was? Mate, I am diversified. Wow. I have diversified. I've, I've got myself a red can but i've also got i don't know if you can see that there i've got a green can as well i've got the emu bitter so i've got the the christmas combo the emu export and the emu bitter cans here i just alternate in them it's um it's about as christmasy as it gets in leaderville these days for me i always look for the emu bitter in the bottle shop and this afternoon i had a look and it's a bit it's a bit like the um like the cascade draft in the cascade bitter where it's the classic what people drink in Tassie, but good luck finding it anywhere else. I think in the emu, emu, uh, what's the emu export and the emu bitter, isn't it? The Yeah, emu export's the red. It's just a lager, but it says export, which they ironically import. Yeah, ironic, ironically, they don't send it anywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking all a bit strange there. Um, so mixtape episode... Welcome back to those people that press, press pause and you're now on your road trip. Exciting. On the road. Settle in. <laughs> yeah. Good times ahead. Which just It's only early in the road trip, hopefully. You haven't started yelling at each other. You know, the kids' iPads. Make sure they've got their headphones on because, you know, we get loose-lipped occasionally in these sort of things. And um, we're going to play a few tuners. Fuck. Can't. <laughs> there you go. Now you're educated. <laughs> uh, are we going to start off with a tune? I would, You've got but one I, don't I, know. I feel like you might have just skipped over the whole one off the wood thing because I know it's one off the wood, but there's two of us doing this podcast, so... Oh, shit. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, there's not much to say. I bought. I tried to get something different. 
I got a Modus Pale Ale. Uh, and I, I think every, I feel like it's, it's a sexy can, but I feel like every one of these beers I buy tastes exactly the same. I think I need to like drink them, like taste test them to actually get any benefit from them. But it's a semi-smashable beer. I'll give it a rating of six. Modus. I think it's a Sydney beer. Do you, maybe you need a baseline, like a, you need your Cooper's Pale there. So you can start with the Coop's Pale and then hit the Modus. Yeah. Come back, you know, just so you understand it a little bit better. Kind of like sniffing coffee between uh, perfumes, you know, it says on the... 100% green energy on the can. What does that mean? Yeah, I don't know what that means. It probably means <laughs> that it's made with solar energy. But yeah, it's all right. I probably wouldn't buy this one again, to be honest. Sorry, Modus. <laughs> Make sure we tag them. Yeah, but that's not to say you wouldn't like it. Are we going to get into the first track? Yeah, do it, mate. Do it. All right. So first track, you know, Spotify did the, um, at the end of the year, they show you what your most listened to tracks are. And my most listened to track was a guy by Nathaniel Rateliff. And it was a song called um, It's Still All Right. Uh, which I was going to play that one. But then I thought, no, this is the song that got me into Nathaniel Ratliff. It it got advertised to me on Facebook, believe it or not. And I was like, oh. And it was like, oh, this new album's coming out. And played it. It's like, that, that's cool. And it's become one of my favorite songs. And it's, it's, uh, it's called Hey Mama. So, yeah, this is the song that got me into Nathaniel Ratliff. He's well worth, like, going down the rabbit hole. He's got a band called The Night Sweats which has got a few tracks that you'd know, like big band sound. And then he's just put an album out, which is like just him playing acoustic. He's a big, like overweight, like country dude from America with a massive voice. Uh, Yeah, it's pretty sick. So this is Nathaniel Ratliff, Hey Mama. Spin it was. Let me reason with you You think 
There's been a bit of a kind of like a country theme, hasn't there, between this year? We got into quite a few country songs. I don't know what the vibe is with this year, but I think everything's just slowed down a little bit, you know? That's that's where life's at, the simple life. People are appreciating it again. Yeah, I think my top played songs on Spotify, I've got a playlist which is all like country and acoustic stuff, and it was basically just that playlist, which I've listened to a lot. So, yeah. You got access to every every song in the world, and you make your own playlist of ten songs. You might as well. We're pretty much, you know, we we're ch- children of the nineties. We made mixtapes. That's what you did. You make a mixtape, ten songs, throw it in, play it on repeat, learn every word. Yeah, I, I like if I find a song I like, which I don't find them that often. I flog them and I flog them hard for twelve months. Like, so, yeah. But um, I've actually got a playlist that I like, which I've been flogging. So. Maybe we should uh, send I, out the I playlist. Do, I do exactly the same with because uh, my top songs on um, Spotify were just a bit weird. Like The Doors was my number one played band. And that was because when I was in Marg's, I had a Doors CD that got me frothing on them. And then I just played them on repeat every time I got in the car, just The Doors for two months. And so, hence, uh, <laughs> it's just a bit weird. But yeah, you know, you got to flog them. If you like something... Yep. Don't let anyone stop you doing it. No. Hey, um, I've got to apologise to you as well for this evening because I was a bit late getting to do the potty. Obviously, we've got the three-hour time difference, but I had an absolute fucking nightmare coming home from work. So, I uh, what happened, right? 
I ride my bike into work. So I throw my keys in my little bike pouch when I lock the door, park it at work, no worries. And then um, tonight I had a big box of wine because I'm running around dropping a few wines off to clients in the morning. So I just thought I'll Uber home. That's a genius idea. Grab me backpack and uh, Uber home. I get to the door and realise I've left the bloody house keys in my bike. Uh, and so I'm faced with the crossroads of getting back in. Also, what the fuck is with Uber drivers, right? That's their job. You think you get better at it. But some of these guys drive like we're in fucking Cooter. Like this guy took me up King Street through the back streets. I was car sick by the time I get got home. And it's like it... You know, I could have walked home. It took us 25 minutes to get to Leaderville from the city. Like, how do they get so shit at driving? Like, they get worse. They deteriorate. What's going on there? Uber drive. Like, I got a, I got a taxi home from the airport. I actually went down to Melbourne on the weekend, and I was super tired. And the guy's like, "Which way do you want to go home?" I was like, "I don't care." It's like, isn't don't you have a GPS or something? Like, just, just take me the way that. So then he goes, "Oh, we'll go this way. It's quicker." And he went like the fucking worst way ever and it cost twice as much as what an Uber would have costed. So the taxi drivers are just as bad. The Uber drivers are just as bad. It's the 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 accelerator brake thing. This guy was driving. He had shoes on that were like size 14. Yeah, and he's got a fucking foot on the brake and a foot on the accelerator. And he's just stamping on both of them at the same time. Was he like, double footing really? Fucking, like who the fuck double foots yeah. really? <laughs> This guy, this guy was double. I don't know about you, but my left foot's retarded. Like I'm not oh. good at it. And occasionally, like driving a manual, when you're like, you've been on the a long open stretch, and all of a sudden you got a brake and you forget what you're doing, and you slam your foot on the clutch, but you actually hit the brake instead <laughs> with your left foot. Have you ever done that? Put your face through the windscreen? Yeah, I think it's full on. Um, I think if you if you drove a lot of manuals. You definitely can't double foot because you're used to pushing a hard clutch down. So as soon as you touch the brake, you're just like, whoa. But the kids <laughs> yeah. of today, the kids of today who grew up driving nothing but autos, they probably can double foot because their left foot's just been flopping around down in the down the bottom there, not doing anything. So it's actually weak. So it's probably perfectly yeah. designed for tapping on the brake just with their weak left leg. I'm surprised people aren't limping around. We've got these big, thick left legs from pushing terrible clutches in old cars. <laughs> yeah, the hamstring's very strong. No one ever does a hammy. Not, not no. with this hamstring. Do you think not, car not driving like an old puts people out of whack? Because you're basically, you're, you're doing weird stuff with your feet. It doesn't match up side yeah, to side. Yeah, you've got the, the right foot on the accelerator. If you like, don't have cruise control, that fucks you. I used to get my hips would drop, get out of the line. holding it there. From... Yeah, holding it there, no good. And then your left foot's like up on the bloody transmission, you know, out the window. Yeah. Wherever you really like to put it. I was listening to the Green Reapers podcast and this will transition nicely into another conversation later. But And Whitey was talking about Wim Hof. I think he's just discovered Wim Hof. And he was listening to a podcast and the start of the podcast was Wim was like did a round of breathing. But normally they would say... If you're in a car, don't fucking do this. And Whitey basically <laughs> told the story that he was doing it in the car and getting lightheaded. And I was just like yelling at the at my what at my phone. It's like, mate, you should not be doing this in a car. If you've ever done it before, you know it's really it's gonna fuck well, you up. You so, 
you say that, but I remember a day you and I driving back to St Kilda. We'd been down the surf coast. <laughs> we were fucking real tired. It was probably it was probably that time we drove at midnight from the previous podcast. Told the story. It was probably that day driving back, and I can't remember who was driving, but he, whoever it was, we were both very tired, and um, so we'd swapped recently. And neither of us were in any state to drive, but we just had to get over the Westgate. Just and get it done. I remember driving across the Westgate. And then we're like, it was your idea. You're like, all right, we'll have a breath holding competition to stay awake because this will induce some adrenaline or something. Yeah, well, and it was to see if you could hold your breath for the whole Westgate. So yeah, that was the idea like I had. A very long bridge. Yeah, yeah, it's a big bridge. Can't remember if we made it. Can't remember my, but uh, try that because if you're out there on a road trip now, see how long you can hold your breath. So can we do? You should be able to do three kilometers at if you're humming on the freeway. Definitely. Three Ks, two minutes, perfect. If you beat three Ks, let us know. <laughs> Send us a message. <laughs> but don't do Wim Hof because that will fuck your shit up. That'll send you into space. But anyway, the, before we rip into this next song, the end of my nightmare, I got to the front door with this box of wine and I had a crossroads and one of them was get in another Uber back to the office and then oh, that's collect right. my keys and then get in another Uber back to the house to do this podcast, which round trip would have been 45 minutes in traffic, even though it's three Ks, I probably could have run it quicker, but I didn't have shoes because, you know, I've just Ubered home in bloody RM Williams and a suit pants as a shambles. So I went the alternative method, which is climb into, climb across uh, the second story um, into my kitchen window. So I had to shimmy across bricks like a proper ninja. And I did it about eight years ago when I first moved into this place. I was like, I've still got this, I reckon. So I took the shoes off, took my shirt off and uh, got the shimmy and got it done, mate. And I was, it actually surprised me how fucking easy it is to break into my house. You're going to shut that, in shut that window. How come you took your shirt off? Did you have to like cover yourself in some sort of lubricant to fit through the hole or? Yeah, I, I did a little haka first. So I was G'd up. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Didn't want to, didn't want to tear it because it's a only it's a one brick ledge. I literally have to do a big Spider Man across, grab the ledge, and then in one kind of sweep, put your second hand on it, and then with your fingertips shuffle across so you can get up and then pull the fly screen out, and then do a big kind of muscle up and get in the windscreen in in the window. It was fucked, but I I got in and I was pretty happy with myself. That's some like Smashed some real free solo shit there with. So, like, Alex Honnold would be great at breaking into houses, but I bet I used to break into my parents' yeah, house all the time when I didn't have keys, and it's surprising that the amount of houses that you've broken, you know, your own houses that you've broken into, no one ever sees you or calls the cops. Like, never. So Breaking into houses would be fucking easy. Be so There's easy. There's a challenge for everyone. <laughs> get, get out there. Let us know. Call us from somebody else's house. Once you've finished Send with us. your breath holding. Yeah. I think maybe like start start with your mates actually. Break into your mates' houses so when they get home, you're there just drinking their beers on the couch. And I, that, I think that's a key, key, key to start there. So my, yeah. my friend uh, Whitey in Tassie, him and another guy did that. So they broke into uh, Jeff Rowe Sourcehead's mum's house um, because they thought his mum was out and that Jeff would come home and and find them, you know, sitting in the lounge room. But Jeff didn't come home first. Jeff's mum came home first and fucking 
chucked the shits and I think banned Whitey from from visiting for quite some time. So it backfired in that occasion. <laughs> this is when we were like seventeen. But don't let that stop you. No. Don't let that don't let that don't don't let that stop you. You make sure that uh you you get into someone's houses. Um all right mate, you ready for this next tune? This sure am. What do you got for us? Number number two most played song of the year according to Spotify. Um, and it's off that Morning of the Earth album that we played tunes off earlier. It's, Cla- it's John J. Francis. Classic surf movie from the 70s, right? Yeah, shot in Ulu's first exposure of like waves in uh, waves in Bali. It's pretty epic. But this, this song, it's a bit country. John J. Francis, Simple Ben. It's just about the simple things that you want to remember. You're going on a holiday. It's all about, you know corn by the river or something like that we'll uh give it a listen but enjoy it let it let it touch your soul so um here it is walking on a dusty road in the countryside of ease i heard a song drifting on the gently blowing breeze sunshine through the autumn sweet snow to the spring Corn by the water of an old mill stream And you give me all You give me all A barrow pushed by a little man Came rolling from the west He sang the song as he stepped along Until we drew abreast Well, hello there, my friend I see you're on the road here just like me why don't we stop and rest a while and I'll boil a pot of tea? Just give me sunshine through the autumn, sweet snow to the spring, corn by the water of an old mill stream. And you give me all, you give me all. He said his name was Simple Ben. But not what I'd believe Christened by the way he thought And not the way he lived We've seen the best and worst That we have here on our earth I finally decided On the things that I give worth Just give me sunshine through the autumn Sweet snow to the spring Corn by the water of an old Jets fly across the sky He said he'd seen The smallest bird Learning how to fly Have you seen the bridges Stretched across the bays Seen the smallest fish alive Dying in the haze Have you seen the massive buildings Reach towards the sun Seen the fields of barrenness from the work that man has done. What about the dams and wheels that feed the countryside? I've seen the brownness of the grass when the dams and wheels run. Just give me sunshine through the autumn, sweet snow to the spring, gone by the water of a 
about the fertile lands where nothing once would grow. Seen the lands to the north and south under tons of ice and snow. Have you seen the jungle so thick that a man can go? Seen a farmer plow a field with nothing but a hole. You must admit that the motor was a boon to all mankind. The air is sweeter here than a hundred miles behind. Just give me sunshine through the autumn.
looking at the lyrics for that. None of it lines up with what I was singing in my head. Not quite, I don't think. Corn by the water of an old mill stream. And you give me all. Sweet. Oh, you, you give me all. Okay. I thought it was like you you get me whole or something. Do you want to talk about that? Hey. Lyrics and songs? I don't know how the fuck you remember lyrics and songs. I just can content to sing the wrong lyrics the whole time. Is there a song where you know all the lyrics, do you reckon? <clears throat> no. Maybe a sublime song but i need the tune to remind me what the lyrics are but that's the key so there probably is a song where you know all the lyrics and it's probably a sublime song and once it and you wouldn't be able to tell me them now but once that tune hits your brain recalls them it's like something to do with the way the brain works with pattern recognition and and music do you ever get to do you ever get through a song and it's like and you're playing it and singing live and you're like i don't know what the next line is but then you play the solo bit and then the next line just comes to you and you're just like, Sweet, all the time. That's it. So I'll be, it's funny, like I'll be in a verse playing and singing. So singing, playing and thinking, I don't know what the next fucking verse is. And then thinking, it's all good. It'll probably just come to me. And then <laughs> you got to just get those thoughts out of your head and then it just comes, something will trigger it. But it's weird that you could play it's a like- guitar, sing and have that thought. <laughs> It doesn't make <laughs> Yeah. Well, I definitely can't. It's like it's like being on a bad trip, isn't it? You just sort of like, this is all in my head. I'll just forget about it and let it happen. And then it works. Everything's fine. Wow. I've actually got a gig at New Year's Eve in Tassie, uh, like an acoustic gig, which I haven't done for, I don't know, 18 months maybe. And I'm just trying to relearn all the lyrics and all the all the songs, and it's a fucking nightmare. Like, <laughs> I'm just, and I know that I'm not going to learn it all. I'm just going to go in with, with the trust that once I get a few beers in me, something will trigger the lyrics, and I'll probably fuck up a few. <laughs> Hopefully, everyone's too pissed to notice. And mate, what five five people out of a hundred are going to know that you've cooked that song? Just like sing the chorus again, and then yeah. fade it out. Hundred <laughs> percent. One fucking cares. People just want to get to the bit where they get to sing along. Definitely. <laughs> Perfect. Um, speaking of, what did you get up to last night as far as people on the mic? Oh. <laughs> Is there any way of sharing screens on this um, app that we're on? Any way of what? Sharing screens. I've just got simple Ben charging in my ear. Oh, do you know what was going on then? I had simple Ben playing on my phone somehow and all I could hear was simple Ben oh. and you. So it was freaking me no, out. No, I'd stopped at ages. I thought, that was, I thought we were back. That whole conversation was podcast fodder. It felt like podcast fodder. <laughs> we'll keep it. <laughs> the whole, that whole time I had simple Ben cranking <laughs> still... I was like, whoa, it's quite hard to hear, Andy. I think you should turn that down. Uh, it turns out it was playing on my phone because, you know, I'm great with technology. Simple Ben, John J. Francis. Does he do that whole album or is it mix different artists on that album? No, it's different artists, a big compilation. So it's um, it's a ripper, but it puts me in a good mood. I like it. I hope you guys enjoyed that out there. Fuck me. Um, welcome back to the party. Hey, yeah, last night to answer your question i went to the comedy lounge um uh they had their first open mic night back 
from COVID. So first one Wednesdays and it's good. It's, it's like, it's not just shit comedians or like punters getting up and doing their stuff. It's like proper comedians trying out new material. So it's quite good because they'll come up and they'll like do a little bit and then no one will laugh and they'll like kind of look down and like, all right, yep, need to work on that one. <laughs> and then they'll drop something that's like fucking hilarious and everyone will lose their shit. And they're like, yep, okay, note to tick. I'll, I'll keep that one. Because we, well, it's but, a uh, mix of like up and like people trying it out, or a couple of shows in, and and some good comedians, and then you usually get a good MC as well, right? Who's who's pretty funny. Yeah, John Pinder MC MC seat. MC MC. I'm watching. I'm watching cricket. So I'm a bit confused, but uh, yeah, he MC this one, and he was very good. He's got a um a, a John Hughes joke. Who's the bloke that sells used cars in WA, and it's. It's fucking brilliant. He's like, if you're in Victoria, he is the Frank Walker from National Tiles of Western Australia. It's John Hughes. So that's who he is. But it, it was it was brilliant. Um, but jo- joke of the night, actually, it was this girl who, look, to be honest, I don't find female comedians uh, to be that great. I don't know what it is. Like, I just Like attractiveness-wise, are you talking about? or are you... No, no, no. As just in at sports? At comedy. Like, I don't I... find it that... I, don't, I find them a struggle but anyway this chick got out and she I, I don't know her name is but she ripped out a few jokes and then she's like yeah heaps of my friends are having kids they're pregnant um, you know blah 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 it's all about social media or something and she's like I don't, I'm deliver it poorly but she uh, you know one lot of my friends they posted their uh, their baby announcement photo on Facebook the what do you call that thing with the stomach shot the 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 bloody black and white fuck me picture. Anyway, she didn't say it like the, this. The black and they white. They posted their announcement. On Facebook. Yeah, what's it called? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what, what's know. that picture called? That, then you get, when you get your stomach videoed and they tell you what. Oh, you know, you yeah. You, like, you, they get some like gel and then there's like a, a, yeah. a microphone that listens to the baby <laughs> yeah. and turns the, the sound into a picture. What's that called? Yeah, the um, baby microphone picture converter. Oh, yeah. Sorry. No, my bad. Yeah, the baby microphone picture converter. Uh, Anyway, they posted their baby microphone picture converter picture on Facebook and it didn't get enough likes, so they just aborted that kid and they thought, fuck it, we'll start again. (laughs) That's good. And so... Couple of that went down. Everybody frothed it. It was brilliant. That's Because that was a horrible delivery and it's actually really funny. But a couple of things... Like, I need to run the clock back. So, one, you've just said that you don't think chicks are funny in stand-up comedy, but then you've said that she yep. had the best joke. So, maybe maybe you should just come in with a more open mind to the female comedians. I find that the female comedians often are trying to appeal to females rather than trying to appeal to everyone. But Okay. Yeah, no, that's a good point. It's a good point. Maybe that's it. Maybe I'm just not the demographic and I don't quite get it. Secondly, um, you've just... Plugged a joke, but we don't know who the chick's name is, so we can't talk her up. Thirdly, if we did know her name, then you've just blown her best joke, so it's probably for the best. But if <laughs> no, it was brilliant actually, um, and uh, saw saw Buddha from the um, from the Green Reapers there actually. Uh, did he as well? Get he, up, he said good day. Yeah, he got up and just riffed out probably two or three minutes. Um, something it was cool, and he just I actually said good day to him in the in the toilets of all places because that's where you meet blokes. You know, if you're gonna 
If you don't know, yeah. bloke, it's in the toilets while he's got his cock in one hand and your hand in the other, giving it a little shake. It was like we had a little like half Dutch rudder moment, but you know, Lovely. like when you when you do that like little dance, I had to had to throw a little shake through his through his right hand so that it like end up. Yeah, I, I feel like I touched him. It was memorable. Lovely. But uh, anyway, Beautiful. that's beside the point. Did um so um, was he funny though? Out of ten, what do you rate his set? Some real feedback. Yeah, it was polished. It, he. It was well rehearsed. He's definitely done that set before. He wasn't trying new stuff. But he said to me, he was like, mate, are you getting up? Are you doing something? And I was like, no, nah, ah. I'm not. But I would fucking love to. You're like, going to. You will and eventually. Like, he said it's addictive. He's like, you just, you know, you do it once and you just want to come back and, and do it and like get that little crack hit. And it's like a little bit like bull riding. It's like, yeah, you've, you've done it. Like you want to go and do it again. Like you get itchy feet for it. So... Mate, one day we're going to go and do that for sure. It's probably as scary as bull riding, but way less dangerous. So maybe that's the new bull riding for you. And then as you come off stage, if you did poorly, I'll I'll kick you in the nuts. If you did well, you just sort of jump off the stage, land on your feet <laughs> and get kicked High in the nuts five, anyway. people and grab a beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing with bull yeah, riding. Sick. If you like, even if you do well, you still, ha- it doesn't really just like the bull's like, well done. You, you made the seconds, uh, I'll just pull up and you can jump off. It's like he doesn't know that the game's over. <laughs> you still get trampled. Yeah, you, sometimes you do. But, you know, that's the whole – it's high risk, high risk, high reward, and that's why you get on the, the high risk, high reward roller coaster, right? Like getting up that – like I think it, it scares me. You, you, you know, played music, so you actually know what it's like to be in front of a crowd with a microphone and everybody's looking and listening to you. And I don't, I've not had that experience. I don't mind public speaking, presenting, meetings, no worries. But when it's like I'm presenting my material that I've created and the intention is that you laugh. If, if I do a painting and put it on the wall and you don't like my painting, you don't tell me that you don't like it. You don't turn around and be like, this is shit and let everybody know that it's shit, you know. But, but, but like yeah. the, the par for the course, no laugh is this is shit, yep. you know. I think. It's, hard. it's instant feedback, isn't it? Like most art yep. is, even like with music, it's, yeah, you don't get that instant feedback of no laugh or laugh. Because if someone's listening, people can just sit there and listen to music and be enjoying it. And, you know, you, there's no like response where you're like, immediate response that they hate this song. Unless someone like stands up and says, you suck and walks out like, but I guess comedy, if you don't get that laugh, you're that's must feel pretty horrid, I reckon. <laughs> have you ever have you ever been playing a song, like you've ripped out a banger, some of your own stuff, played a song and then just watched people walk off the dance floor? It's like just oh, yeah. empties. You know, like sometimes the DJ plays a shit song and everyone just leaves the dance floor. But that's fine because that's he's just made a bad choice and then you can bring him back, you know, you can put K San on and get everyone back on the floor. Yeah. Have you ever done that? Yeah, yeah. Like that's when you play it like at pubs where people are there just pissing on, not necessarily to see you, which we'd occasionally do. Then it's a it's a bit of a game of dragging people towards the dance floor and then trying to hold them there. But like one false move and and they're off. So it's kind of similar that yeah, you're trying to hold a certain vibe to keep people there. So then you're like, you might go to a cover song that you know is going to just work and that'll get everyone pumped. And then you can sneak in an original song because they're that pumped. And then, yeah, it's like holding the dance floor. It's tricky business. 
It's too stressful. I don't like it. <laughs> the humans, they're a, we're a fickle race and we are ruthless. Which actually, Absolutely. To, to your point, that's probably more like comedy when you're actually trying to hold people dancing. So dance or don't dance. Laugh or don't laugh. But I think you should try it. Yeah. I think I, I, we should go to the comedy lounge when I'm in WA in, in Jan and you should do two minutes. All right. Um, Jan's not far away, but there's time <laughs> to think about it. I've got all these stand-up bits I write in my phone and I look back at them today and I was like, oh, that would have bombed. That would have bombed. That's horrendous. But I actually bought a ticket for uh, the Tin Monster and I to go next week because... It, everyone like has a different style there's guys that get up with a bit of a character you know this Japanese guy was fucking hilarious it's just his character that was funny like what he was saying wasn't that funny but he had a funny character and then do you go on the rant sort of thing or do you just like tell jokes there was a guy telling one-liners who, who was there when you and I went um, a while ago yep. and it's like that's real hard because you tell a killer one-liner and then the laughs stop and then you tell the next one and the next one might be shit and it's like you've lost them so you're just like you know you're real uh binary you're up or you're down the one liners whereas you get on yeah you get on a rant and like you just and people think the rant's funny you just keep going on the rant you dig deeper and deeper and you i think some comedians are really good at telling a joke and it goes wrong and just like reveling in the in the badness and then trying to recover with with the next joke but they kind of eat it up and they love it. Um, we've got another tune because this is mixtape. This mix is road tape. tripping. This is what you want because we're a podcast and we don't play ads. We just talk shit and then put songs on and that's what you want. Otherwise, you'd listen to Fox FM or something or Tommy Little dribble shit on Nova. <laughs> Tommy's good. Go easy. What's the song? Is it my intro or yours? Uh, we got... Uh, oh. I'll, I'll, I'll do... The, I'll um do this one. It's a, so we got Tracy Chapman because fuck yeah, Tracy Chapman for a road trip. The song Fast Car, everybody knows it. You're probably driving a four-wheel drive. It's not a fast car, but you can pretend. Um, I had a yarn for this track, but maybe I'll tell it afterwards. Maybe I won't. I think it's time for a tune. If you remember, we'll hear it. Tracy Chapman, Fast Car. Ticket to anywhere Maybe we make a deal Maybe together we can get somewhere Any place is better Starting from zero Got nothing to lose Maybe we'll make something Me, myself, I got nothing to prove You got a fast car I got a plan to get us out of here Been working at the convenience store Managed to save just a little bit of money Won't have to drive too far Just across the border and into the city You and I can both get jobs And finally see what it means to be living See, my old man's got a problem yeah, but the bottle, that's the way it is He says body's too old for working 
Everybody's too young to look like his My mama went off and left him She wanted more from life than he could give I said somebody's got to take care of him So I quit school and that's what I did You got a fast car Is it fast enough so we can fly away? You gotta make a decision Leave tonight or live and die this way So I remember when we were driving Driving in your car Speed so fast I felt like I was drunk City lights day out before Sitting here I'm feeling nice Strap around my shoulder And I, I Had a feeling that I belonged had a feeling I could be someone, be someone, be someone You got a fast car We go cruise and entertain ourselves Still ain't got a job Now work in the market as a checkout girl I know things will get better You'll find work and I'll get promoted We'll move out of the shelter Buy a bigger house and live in the suburbs So I remember when we were driving Driving in your car Speed so fast it felt like I was drunk City lights stay out before And your arm felt nice wrapped around my shoulder And I, I had a feeling that I belonged I, I had a feeling I could be someone be someone, be someone You got a fast car I got a job that pays all our bills You sell drinking late at the bar Some more your friends than you do your kids I'd always hope for better Thought maybe together you and me find it I got no plans, I ain't going nowhere Take your fast car and keep on driving So I remember when we were driving Driving in your car Speed so fast it felt like I was drunk City lights stay out before And your arm felt nice wrapped around my shoulder And I, I had a feeling that I belonged I, I had a feeling I could be someone be someone, be someone You got a fast car Is it fast enough so you can fly away? You gotta make a decision Leave tonight or live and die this way That was Tracy Chapman's Fast Car. I hope you're enjoying Was and Andy's Christmas road trip special. Warren, have you got any comedic anecdotes regarding Tracy Chapman's Fast Car? I don't, I, not necessarily uh, comedic antidotes for you there, but I've got to... Uh, we've dropped back in. What was that bloke's name? I've forgotten his name. Chris someone or other. Can't remember. Um, either way, it doesn't matter. Love song uh, mate, dedication. Tracy Chapman... 
Love song dedications. Uh, every time I hear Tracy Chapman, it reminds me of driving out of Cape York with Brad and his mate Tomo when we were on our big lap around Australia because Tomo had flown up to Cairns. We had a massive night and then we all went up and did Cape York and it was Brad's birthday coming out. We were in Bamaga, which is like right up the top. Did the tip. You know, it's not pretty cool. And we're just going to go drive south. We were on a bit of a mission to get to Alice Springs. Um, so we had to put a few Ks down and we're just going to camp at the side of the road. And um, I was driving. It's about 400 Ks and on dirt. And then Brad and Tom were having a few tins. I was like, you guys, you guys just, you know, get pissed. It'd be fine. I'll, I'll drive. And then we had this idea because I had a little flashback. We were a few days earlier in Archer River, um, about 400 Ks south of Bamaga. And I'd spotted at the shop on the um, on the calendar, it said so-and-so's birthday on the calendar. It had this big flashy thing and stars and shit around it. And I was like, that's the same day as Brad's birthday. And then we're driving. I was like, boys, I've had an idea. I reckon if we go to Archer River, there's going to be a party on because someone's birthday's on there. <laughs> so what we'll do is we'll just drive on through. You guys get lit and we'll roll in hot as fuck to this party. <laughs> So I put in the yards. I mean, you're averaging like sort of 60, 80 Ks on these dirt roads. So it was a mission. It was a few hours driving stint. But the boys got pissed and we had this idea to stay awake. We'll put Tracy Chapman on. Uh, it was the Turn Right Back Around. Is that the name of the song? Give me well, one I'll reason to right stay here around. and I'll turn right back around. I don't know. Good yeah, track that, though. That tune. <laughs> so we, uh, we played that on repeat for about... An hour and a half to stay away. Tried to learn to to try and learn like all the lyrics, oh, and then yeah. like we each had a verse each, so we'd like learn our verse, and then like I'd sing a verse, and then Brad would sing. Neither of us musicians. Tom, I would sing a verse. Brad would sing a verse. We'd all sing the chorus, and then we'd go again. And it was a fucking shambles. But I'm just boy absolutely band. scarred from an hour and a half of like this boy band in the car and of course we're in the Land Cruiser in the 60 with like across the bench seat so no one's in the back it's just three blokes in singlets sweating bullets uh, singing Tracy Chapman and we're like we'll turn up to this place we'll, we'll blare Tracy and Tracy will just like we'll, we'll get out into some boy band formation and sing this song like clearly those guys were pissed having ideas like that but we did we turned up to Archer River at about like 10 o'clock at night and there was a party going on and it would turn out to be a grouse idea. So, commitment. But Tracy always takes me back to to Cape York. That's an that's an epic story. It's actually did did you guys learn all the lyrics? No way. We didn't get one rendition <laughs> through. Okay. Everybody pulled their shit together. I was about to say, look, remember you can today. learn lyrics because you did it then. But it turns out you didn't. Yeah, that's sick. That's no. there's nothing better than swinging into a car park with a good tune on. Windows down, jumping out with your mates, doing a boy band formation and then walking into a country pub. Like the locals love that sort of stuff. <laughs> it's not even a country pub and the air is so still up there. We uh, Some night when the pub closed, it escalated to about eight of us sitting on the roof of our car, like <laughs> across the big tin box, just sitting up there. And then some campers coming out to tell us to shut the fuck up because they can hear us talking clearly in the campground. So then we like... We actually, the car was fucked. The starter motor was fucked. So we pushed the car down the road and took the party down the road. So we had batteries, but no starter motor. So we were like, tunes out the car that was now probably 500 meters down the road. 
but we couldn't move it back. It was just stuck there. Just a rolling party. Just <laughs> push it time. wherever you need to go. Yeah, it was just like the world's biggest boombox. It was good times. Nice one. Should we jump into the next track then? This Yeah, do it. This, this one's one yours. you put on the list. <clears throat> but I've actually had this stuck in my head every morning for the last four months. For some reason, when I jump in the shower, I start singing it to myself every morning without fail. I think it's partly because... Have you seen the clip of the guy skateboarding with the with a can in his hand and he just looks like he's having the best time ever? He's listening to Fleetwood Mac. Has He's got cranberry juice. Have you seen it? No, oh I don't my think God. so. I'll send it to you because it went viral. So it's, okay. it's this like Mexican-looking dude cruising down the highway on a longboard. Fleetwood Mac's playing. Oh, yes. He swigs uh, yes. his yes, cranberry juice it. and it's like, it's only right. We're talking about Fleetwood Mac dreams. So it's had a big renaissance this year. So that is probably why I've been into it as well, just for that reason, but not actually realizing why. People have been playing it, it's been around. Fuck yeah, spin that. The other place I heard it, have you followed the Inspired Unemployed on Instagram? I haven't, but I've seen a bunch of their stuff. Oh my They're God. doing well, those lads. I, I love, oh, they're so funny, but they've got one where they're pretending to be cowboys doing pelvic thrusts to Fleetwood Mac dreams it's actually stolen off another dude in America but but it's great it's, I was I, I did want to post it it's like was and his friends getting ready for the next rodeo but um I don't know how to steal things off Instagram but enough of all that next track Fleetwood Mac dreams
So good, so good. I feel like that's almost the the tune of twenty twenty. Like for me, the a bit of a soundtrack. If it's not the Doors, it's a bit of Fleetwood Mac coming back. And yeah, it feels feels good. I like it. Feels real good. Um, mate. Common segment on one off the wood. In fact, our best segment and on, the only segment that gets done in every podcast is what's got you frothing. What's got you frothing? Um, normally, we lately we've been doing different tunes for what's got you frothing. Is there a what's got you frothing melody for today? Uh, no, there isn't. But it's not to say I couldn't create one between now and then. Uh, how? What don't I just do one live like a screamer edition? Yeah, like go a, for it. Just uh, do what no. comes to you. Frothing, frothing, frothing. What's got you frothing? Frothing at the mouth. Frothing at the mouth. What? Got you frothing. So there that's you go. guaranteed that's to completely make your audio annoying to edit. <laughs> but that's good. Some screamo. Was that screamo? That's like um, death metal. Death metal. You could be in a death yeah, metal band. Yeah, something like that. I think so. I think because like, you, you're be. going at fifty percent there. If you went at a hundred percent, you might have it in you. Yeah, I might do. I've seen. Um, the Grenadiers who stayed at my place, the the portable green room when they played over here, they're a bit of a, a very heavy metal band, and um, I've seen um, I've seen their routines. You got to gargle the bloody betadine. It's like a betadine thing that you put on your bloody cuts, but they gargle it. That's what you do. So they actually the are voice fucking their voices lubricated. up, singing like that. Yeah, right. That's it'd be hard to do that for a long time. Um, yeah, it's cooked. Definitely cooked. We had some other segments. We had the what's your Uber rating, which we've forgotten about. We've had, maybe we should bring this one back today um, for benefits of. We haven't done that for a long time. And then, like the then there was a segment like what's Julie Bishop up to? Um, mm. She's been maybe keeping it low profile. But um, it's always good to check in with Julie. But uh, frothing is the only one that seems to get get a weekly routine. It's the best, mate. 
and don't leave me hanging. Like, I want to know what's going on. Oh, you want to know what's got me frothing? Yeah, yeah, I sung a fucking screamer <laughs> song for it. <laughs> yeah, that, I didn't know what was going on. Uh, what's got me frothing this week is that I did a travel. Is that how you say it? I've forgotten how to say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, you did a travel. So, yep. I went, last weekend I did a travel. I, um, I went to the airport. I boarded an aeroplane and I flew through the sky like Flight. a bird. You flighted. Flighted. Flaught. Anyway, I flaught to Melbourne um, to have a weekend to catch up with some mates down there. Uh, Pretty much the pubs and stuff have just opened up properly in Melbourne and you can dance floor. You still have to wear masks in some places. It's a bit weird, but... On the dance floor? Did you go dancing? No, but like I think the whole dance floor thing is... If you're allowed to have a dance floor, it means you're allowed to stand up with a drink, basically, so you don't have to go and sit down. You can... Same thing in Sydney as of last week or the week before. You can actually stand up with a beer. Because all the Sydney pubs in the city and Surrey Hills, everyone just hangs in the gutter, basically. But you have, you know, stands around on the footpath. But we haven't been able to do that. But anyway, we went to... Um, so, yeah, travelled down to Melbourne. Actually went to the vineyard. A few flashbacks from when you and I used to live around there. Classic. It's the reason I can't eat Macca's cheeseburgers anymore. Oh, one of the worst McDonald's in the country, I'd say, down there across the road from the vineyard. 100%. That place is a fucking disaster. And like the later the night gets, the more disaster. It's like full of like crackheads, prostitutes, backpackers just wank it off their heads. Disgusting. Blokes like you and me just me and drinking you. tins opposite. I don't understand the setup. If you go to Melbourne, right? Barkley, is it Barkley Street? Is that what it's called? Barclay Street in St Kilda. It's a street, yeah. Yeah, that's that that street. The um, and you sit opposite the vineyard, which is a pub. Oh, Ackland Street. You're allowed you're to talking drink. about Ackland Street. Oh, Ack- Ackland Street. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and it intersects Barclay. But you're you like allowed to drink on the grass opposite the pub. So we just go and like have a few tins, bit of a bar crawl to get there by eight pubs, and then like buy a six pack and sit and watch the line of people who are like trying to get into this pub. Drinking, you know, $2 ciders or something. Yeah. It's a great spot. And uh, to be fair, the vineyard hasn't really changed. There's still people sitting on the on the grass drinking drinking tins and there's still a similar clientele in the... Like, it's it's a bit of a mix in there. And the, the staff are fucking wildly out there. They were, the staff were more wanked than, than the people, uh, than the patrons by a long way, I'd say. But anyway, these hospital people have been missing out, oh haven't man. they? Absolutely, these guys, missing out. These guys were on another level. It was pretty entertaining, but they weren't doing a great job of holding it together. <laughs> Do they still sell Vic bitter? Um, no, Melbourne bitter tallies in there. Man yep. stubbies. That's what we drank. We drank Melbourne bitter long necks because they don't have Fuck yes. tap beer. They just have longies. So we had yeah, like yeah. a a champagne um, like bucket of ice with it with three or four long necks in there. It was bloody good, and the Melbourne boys were real pumped to be out at a pub drinking long necks. Um, yeah, and then I flew home on Monday morning at 6 a.m. after kicking on for a Sunday session, and I was pretty tired and been a bit sad this week, but uh, <laughs> generally, <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was good to get yeah. out and, um, yeah, just just doing a bit of travel and yeah heading to Tassie next week so that's got me frothing as well a bit more travel and then from Tassie coming straight to Perth to see you mate 
Yeah. Yes. Bring it on. We're gonna we're gonna take the jet ski out. We're gonna do all the good things. We'll go to the comedy club. I might, I'll try and write some stand up. And there's a very slim chance I might even get up there. I tell you what, you've ridden the serotonin roller coaster over the weekend. The highs and the lows that I was on from the rodeo, the last rodeo, and you're getting through it. <laughs> but I've got a song that is <laughs> that's guaranteed to cheer you up. This one's a sick one for the road trip, and it's the people out there. We don't want to bring them down because everybody's got the the excited times ahead of them. Your, your car, you haven't you know blown a tire yet. You haven't run out of fuel. You haven't got a flat battery. You haven't hit. A fucking kangaroo and the kids are probably asleep or hopefully by now so uh this is a classic classic song here it's a bit of weezer island in the sun the happy times are coming at you love weezer here it is
Yeah. Well, mate, there is a fucking algorithm there. You want to talk about an algorithm? I My story that I put up with a kid got a hundred more views than I've ever had on a story before because I had a fucking child in it. Do you reckon that's because for people of your age, like kids and that, there's certain posts that get a lot of engagement and one of them being kids. So Instagram probably recognizes that it's a kid. So it pushes it out knowing that that's what people like. 100% that is what's happening, I reckon. they Because it, it, you feel like people like the post with a kid in it because they're almost obligated. Obliged. Some people actually genuinely like it. I but genuinely you're to try not like to it. like it. Unless it's my direct um, like family member because then I'm actually engaged. Like, oh, like actually my sister posted some stuff about Connor finishing primary school and he got some like awards and stuff. I was like, legitimately like that. Well done, Connor. But like if you step one one level removed from that, I do not give a flying fuck about your kids. <laughs> Unless it's my immediate family. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I'm on board. I'm the same. But people, whether you, like that's not how you vote. You vote by the like or the obligation or the, you know, you, you do. And they check it out. So the, I whacked that story up with me and old mate's kid with a one off the wood sticker on it. And... Mate, it got it just Instagram just fed it to the people. Said you need to see this. It's Waza with a kid. Yeah, it's full on. Like, well, I just, there, um, there might be an algorithm that says, "Oh, this is Warren's first kid photo. This must be his his kid." We got a plug. Maybe something like that. I I actually learnt that Instagram takes data from the posts that you zoom in on. So if you don't. You might not necessarily like the photo, but you zoom in on it. So you're showing interest without liking it. And they take that into account of what they put into your feed because you're interacting with that post without necessarily interacting with it. So that explains a lot about my Instagram. Yeah, I could talk about this more. Lots of camels in mine. Do you get the desert pictures as well? (laughs) Yeah, a lot of camels. Yeah, a lot of farriers, a lot of farriers and camels. All right, what are we doing? Was that podcast or was that something else? Uh, I feel like that might have been some podcast. What are you doing? You look a bit lost. No, it's just my audio is quite, quite low. It's fine, it'll come up. Uh, okay, what's the next snack? Oh, what's got you frothing? Um, oh, yeah. What's got me frothing? Is that it? That's it, mate. I, fu- I sang a fucking song for you and you just got me, oh, hey, what's got you frothing? No, no. I'm coming into it now. <laughs> so that was Weezer, Island in the Sun. Funnily enough, I'll be heading to the Island in the Sun, Tasmania, next week, which I did mention. Well, this, the Island in the Cloud. But that's not as good of a song, is it? No, nah, I think the there's crowd. probably like a Kiwi, a Kiwi dub band that saying that. But aren't they the the uh, the land of the long white cloud? land of the long white that- cloud? Yeah, that, it makes it sound cool, but it just means it's the weather shit. Um, yeah, just over New Zealand though, like not offshore. It's fine because you're in the Pacific, but just over New Zealand, it's a bit shit. Yes, sure is. Um, Oh, poor connection, video paused. 
That's all right. I'm sure it'll come back. There you are. Was. Oh, there's a fucking fly in here with me. It has to die. Um, <laughs> You're having a fucking mare. This is me trying to get home from work today. <laughs> Just like <laughs> nothing's going right. For I'm, I'm watching Andy over WhatsApp here and he's just fucking freaking out like a hornet has flown into his bedroom. Yeah. Kill the fly, mate. No, no. Oh, I'm going to get through this segment and then I'll remove the fly. Because what I want to know is what's got you frothing, Was What is it? Plenty what? of things got me frothing. <laughs> Oh, are you going to sing? I was going to sing. What's got you frothing, Warren? I can see foam in your mouth. You must be frothing. Frothing. I appreciate that. (laughs) Um, What's got me frothing? I got a little parcel delivery because whilst I haven't done my own Christmas shopping, I was looking around for presents. Uh, and I bought myself a present and it's um, our mate, Nat, you know, Nat Cope, her brother, Tim, who I don't know if we've talked about Tim before, but uh, this is like longtime friends of mine. I don't know Tim personally, but I've known Nat for a long time and they're like the world's most overachieving family of all time. But he once won a Young Adventurer of the Year award and tried to ride or tried, I say tried, he did, he basically followed Genghis Khan's trail across uh, Mongolia and into Hungary. Um, Didn't know how to ride a horse, you know, just bought a few horses and it took him three and a half years because, you know, when you've got an idea in your head, that's what you do. You commit to it and you do it. And How many women did he impregnate across the journey? Well, he had two girlfriends across the journey. Started with one, he ended up with another and I'm not sure if... That's uh, I haven't read the book. Any what got me frothing is that I um I got ordered a couple of his books. I ordered some for the for the Hepworths for a uh, a hardback, you know, bit of a Christmas present. And um, his book it's called On the Trail of Genghis Khan, but he also actually writes one. It's exactly the same story, but it's for aimed at kids. So it's a kids version of the same yarn, and he talks heaps about his dog and stuff and. Anyway, they turned up today and it got me frothing. So I've got that for my little nephew and um, for the family. But I'm actually, yeah, real pumped to read it because he's a real humble character, as you can imagine, just to be, you know, to spend that sort of time committed to it. And it wasn't all like just a matter of, you know, sitting on a horse and cruising through Mongolia. Like it's a, it's pretty hectic, a lot of the stuff that um, happens to him. If you don't want to read the book or you can't be fucked, get on ABC conversations with Richard Feidler and he does, um, he has a two part segment. Um, yeah, with, with Tim Cope. So it's pretty sick. Nice. I'm going to have to have a listen to that. That that can be, yeah, definitely. It, it, he's just, I don't know. I, I, one of those blokes who you just idolize like a bit of a Bo Miles, someone you wish that you could take the time. Who the fuck has three and a half years? Three and a half years. That's what I was thinking. Like walking. Yeah. Like, there's not many things that take three and a half years. Like, that's like old school. We're going to find the new land. It, it will be, we will come back if we survive. And then you discover America. But not many other things yeah. take three and a half years as far as travel go. I did see someone posted the other day. There's a, you can, there's a road you can take from like the bottom of Africa and then you can ride it all the way up through 
Africa through the Middle East up through like the stands and then you can keep going to like the far north east of Russia so you can actually traverse that whole section of land but via road um, you go through some pretty loose countries though like on the way but because you've got to like swing you can through drive the bus all the way around we, we're a bit sheltered here aren't we we can't drive anywhere there's no new countries unless you go to like hut river province or some of these like uh you know weird little places that have succeeded from australia then you can't really stamp the passport in a car it's a different world isn't it yeah like you can't really do that this drive without either touching on syria or iraq like or Saudi Arabia. Like, there's no real good way of getting through that that portion. But um, it's just like driving through Springvale in Melbourne, though. You kind of you wind the windows up, you lock the doors, you yep. turn the radio off, so you're aware of what's going on around you. Don't stop. And just hope you don't get a red light. Yeah, don't stop. You get a red light, fucking everybody's vigilant. Yeah. Well, you just try and blend in. Like, just get a shit car, put a machine gun on the roof, wrap a white sheet around your head, and just just blend in. Just, just blend in machine gun on the roof. It's a big plastic one. Yeah, yeah. fake one. Now that makes sense. That's good. That's that's good. Good tip. Um, good tip for anyone travelling on whatever road that is. Well, uh, that's that's a good dear. froth, and I'm going to check out that podcast. Look, this flies giving me the shit. So can we throw to a song, and I'm going to murder it, and then we'll come back. All right, kill that. Little black fly. Um, this is I'm your track. This song. We're gonna we're gonna wind things up a little bit. This is uh, lime cordial. I don't know why they call it cordial and not cordial because I grew up with fucking cordial, green cordial, lime cordial, whatever it is. Anyway, lime Cody, cordial. Cody's cooler. Real- lime. It's the best flavor. Everybody knows that. Cody's cooler. Yep. That's my point. Well, these guys are pretty prolific when it comes to uh, ripping out tunes, and this song, reality check, please, has. Um, it got. It kind of reminds me of Seth Century, the waitress song in um, that he that he did. You know, the eggs are raw, the toast is always soggy or some shit. Anyway, I like it. It makes me feel good, and hence why it's on the playlist. So give that a spin. Kill that motherfucking fly, Andy. We'll do lime cordial. Reality check, ploys.
No, I like it. It's upbeat. I hope you're enjoying your road trip. Everybody's driving safe. Sticking to the speed limit. Got a speeding ticket this week. We've got some big songs coming up like as well. We've got some big tracks to, to finish up the podcast. I'm pretty this excited next about track the next, is, next two. is a speeding ticket. Um, <laughs> just waiting to happen. Goldmine. So everybody needs to keep their shit together for this next track because... I've definitely been cruising around to this when I was uh, in my first car, 18, 19, 20, and just all of a sudden you're doing 140 because you, you don't realise you're just too excited for it. It's like, have it's, you ever, it's a danger zone. Have you ever had a highway wank or blowjob? Because the same thing happens as you're um, approaching. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm glad everyone's got cruise control these days because it's safer. Way for safer. everybody. Way safer. Got to get a Tesla where you just jump in the back and have a snooze. Do you, surely that's not the case though. Surely there's some sensors uh, there's a, around Yeah, it but I think you can like duct tape a sausage to the steering wheel and um, like it'll drive oh, okay. itself, but it, it does want you to have your hands on the wheel. I think you can hack it. Fair you, enough. It can't be that to. hard to fool. No. It's pretty good. This by AI business. Uh, before we get to this, mate, um, something that came up last potty was your engagement party. I, d- well, I didn't get invited. No, I didn't invite you because I only invited people that I knew were going to be in Tasmania and we were running a pretty tight ship because you're only allowed to have 40 people because of COVID restrictions. But the- so I'm not top 40 material. That's <coughs> fine. We'll move over that. No. I mean, obviously, obviously. But, um, yeah, now they've pushed it up to 100. So, I called you up the other night after a few shandies to let you know that you can um, join, come down and join us if you want, but you've refused. So, so we're going to have our own engagement party. You, me, the jet ski, a couple of boxes of bush chooks in Albany in late January. Is that, is that an engagement party or is that something else? <laughs> I, didn't I, I was like I appreciated the invite I, I really did and I wasn't actually offended that you didn't include me in the 40 because you know you're a realist it's fine and with this bloody the way Mark McGowan knee jerk closes the place down um, with the slightest hint of COVID it doesn't fucking make sense I'm not spending January in in a hotel just to come and get blind with you guys in Tassie because I will do that for the wedding and I'll put in a good show I'll make sure I'm there um, but yeah, get on, get on over here. I reckon we can have for this Australia Day weekend. We'll we'll have our own engagement party. We'll get a stripper, maybe. Can we get maybe this? Is there strippers in Albany? You wouldn't know. You might know. Um, <clears throat> if there's people there, like if it's a big enough town to have have a pub. Actually, I think Albany's probably just big enough to have strippers, but that might be FIFO. Albany's the the oldest town in WA. That was first settled two years before Perth so they have the oldest pub in WA down there something similar to like Portland in Victoria which I think was the first settled spot in Vic wasn't it like maybe they came around the bottom and was like right, we'll lock in at Albany we'll lock in at Adelaide I don't know anything about South Australian history and then we'll lock in at Portland and then they're like you know what it's pretty fucking windy down here maybe we should uh, (laughs) test out some other areas 
But yeah, strippers. But we'll, we'll get a stripper. We'll get a jet ski. Like this is, if you've got a box of bush chooks, a jet ski, and a stripper, is that Western Australia? Is that every weekend, basically? Yeah, but pretty much. I think if she's got, you know, like if she's got to keep her bottoms on so that she can still serve beers. It's actually probably not a bad idea because if there's two of us, we need a third person so we can legally go water skiing behind it. You know, because yep. toe surfing's different. But if we're gonna be like you know, just farting around at the beach doing some, you know, scurfing behind it, towing, towing people, we need a spotter. So, well, if, if we're going to pay someone to be a spotter, they might as well have their tits out, right? Well, we've also got our other mate, Tate, and he could probably get his top off and, and throw them around a bit. They're not bad. Oh, I've seen them heaps. I wouldn't pay for it, is all I'm saying. No, we, you probably wouldn't pay for it. But, um, yeah, no, it sounds good. Um, I don't know I don't know if you want to I'm not a big fan of strippers and I'm certainly not a big fan of low quality strippers <laughs> in in small <laughs> regional towns four hours from anywhere <laughs> it's not that small but I think it's a novelty you don't want to be into the stripper that's worse I reckon like True. you don't want to be like real into strippers because then you're just mortgaging the house to like hang out and pay this chick thousands of dollars a night to hang out with her. Like that's that's the definitely not what you want to do. Do you ever meet a guy like that who who would go and thinks he's in a relationship and he's just basically just pouring money? It's like one of the saddest saddest thing sites. And like they they believe it. Yeah, no, no, we we've got something special. I just come in here few times a week and put my paycheck oh my god what a disaster one of one of tate's mates whose name i won't mention but same deal we were out on the piss and he's like no no we'll go it was a gentleman's club in melbourne which of all the strip clubs if you're going to go to a strip club in melbourne the gentleman's club has some seriously good quality strippers so you know it's no spearmint rhino or whatever the other ones is it, it's the top shelf sort of shit but this guy was like oh no, it's all good. I'm a member. I'll get. I've got. I can get ten mates in on my pass. I'm like ten mates. What the fuck? <laughs> all right. So we turn up, and he's like, you know, shakes hands at the door. They know his name. He gets all ten of us in. We, we get in there, and all these birds like coming up and saying good day to him. Oh hi. Yeah, it's good to see you. Yeah, yeah. Asking about you know his general life, and he's just like this bloke who is a, not quite an introvert, but you know on that side of the scale, and he just transformed into this guy were like we were in his world like this is his his world now we've stepped into his fucking minecraft or his sim city or something and he's right. just showing us a good time but it cost me 50 bucks every two songs can like stop me if this isn't going to work but we're talking about the benefits of it's like what are the benefits of having I'm not talking about dating a stripper as in she's your actual girlfriend and she heads off to work in strips but dating a stripper where you think you're in a relationship and it only takes place inside the four walls of the strip club. There's got to be some serious benefits there. I'll get you started. Because there's no touching of the genitals, there's no chance of pregnancy or STDs. Massive benefit. Um, benefits of dating a stripper. Um, so she not, doesn't not, have to meet Not dating parents. the stripper, but you're, you're, oh, right. you're, you're dating her... Within the strip club only. So, it's the delusional, I think I'm dating a stripper. Oh, the delusional. Yeah, I'm happy. She Um, might not necessarily think she's dating you. 
Well, you never have to go to bed, you know, because the strip clubs are open all hours. So it's brilliant. Brilliant. Good good hours. You know, she's never, you know, when you're a bit needy, she's up. It's 3 a.m. She's there for you. I think, yeah, I can't find any more benefits. Maybe just... <laughs> That's it. <laughs> just, I was just, oh, come on. <laughs> just thinking how sad it is. Oh, but, wait. I mean, okay, I, mean, I got one... this. Hey, I, I got another one. Benefits of... All her friends have their tits out. You know, like you're in this delusion where you've got this semi kind of girlfriend, but yeah, she's got hot mates and they've all got their tits out as well. Yeah. Benefit. That's not bad. I think there's some sort of benefit just to like keeping like your relationship in one area of your life being the four walls of the strip club means that when you leave the four walls of the strip club, you're not getting hassled about what your cho- choices are, what you're doing. You're basically free to live live as you please. And then you can walk, literally open the door back into your relationship, keep it re- very separate, have very separate lives. Yeah. So you could, you could live a double life, definitely. You could have kids on the outside, you know, a full other family. You definitely could because that'd be the only chance of having... Any opportunity you could have two to make kids? You could have you could two have girlfriends. Girl, you could have uh, you could have a girlfriend at five different strip clubs. You could do. That. There you go. Now you're starting to really find the benefits. But I don't. Yeah. Anyway, they'll never follow you home. No, unlikely. Unlikely. Won't expect you to cook breakfast. Um, now look. All right. There's yeah. There's a few benefits. Let's um. Let's play this. This uh. Oh mate. Can I introduce this one? You chose it, but it's one of my favourites. Or have you got a have you got a story you want nah, to hit on? Go for it. All yours. I think uh, it's so uh, the band's Mill and Colin, and the songs Penguins and Polar Bears. I came across Mill and Colin in bodyboard movies back in the like in the days of tension and those movies. I don't. What when would that have been? Like early two thousands, late nineties. Um, yeah, and Mill and Colin, they're Swedish punk rock. I saw him at the big day out in 2000, I think, and it was epic. And uh, yeah, Pol- Penguins and Polar Bears is like the track. So, yeah, what do you reckon? Spin it. Yeah, it also the name of the album, is it? Penguins and Polar Bears, is that the album song? I believe so. Shit, yeah. Be careful, people. Watch the speedo. Yeah, Keep watch it you don't slow. push this the foot down. dangerous. Never. 
And our opponents, the ones who blame Thinking his ways, that's something that we both fought for Living this way is something that we never did plan But I don't think that would change Cause we're stuck in So good. Uh, the, the album's actually Penny Bridge Pioneers, um, that one. But a absolute cracker for for the the early road trips when you're really committed to a CD instead of a, a mixtape. Like, you know, you listen to an album as one. It's fucking so good. Yeah, because we, we came from a, a time of road trips where you basically had your CD wallet. I remember in your old... Um, uh, it was Prado, wasn't it? Your... Nah, my four wheel oh, drive. Oh no, no, I no, no! The, Let's go. You, your, you had a Commodore the wagon. VX wagon. Yeah, yep. but you, did you have one of those ones where you pull down the visor and the CDs are all lined up yep. across the visor? I did. You had all these burnt CDs. I think you had like Sublime, and um, yeah, you were listening to Sublime. Like you're ahead of the game on that one. But that <laughs> reminded me that just then it just flashed back to I think you're seventeen, eighteen. Driving around Tassie, I had a Nissan Pintara and my mate had a Datsun 180B. So it was whoever was driving and like bodyboards in the back, just lapping Tassie, surfing and um, yeah, just being degenerates really. But you'd have like, yeah, you have your go-to CDs, which Mill and Colin were top of the list for quite a few years there. Fucking sick. I'd love to pretend that I found Sublime myself, but it was the, the first road trip that I did. I just got my license um, one of Damo's mates actually met this bloke who's a couple of years older than me and he's like, I'm not working, like, let's go to Byron Bay. And I was like, well, fuck yeah, I'm not working. We've got a year off, like, let's do that. So we, we did this like trip, drove straight to Byron Bay from Melbourne overnight, slept in the car and he's like, he was into, you know, all his punk music and like Less Than Jake and all that sort of shit. Less and Than Jake. gave me Sublime. Yeah, like the best. And he, he puts this tune on like this album and i was like just stuck with me i was like it was the that typical sublime best of whatever it's called and it's just fuck I, I don't know i was like put that other album on whatever that was put it on again and like from that you know from being literally march three months after i turned 18 i was like yes this is the, the thing that stayed in my car forever i still have that actual cd as well i think i was in america like like 2004 working in a ski resort and the, one of the girls I was living with for my birthday she bought me that that Sublime album with the Dalmatian on it and I kind of wrote it off like I was like oh thanks didn't really listen to it and then I don't know like probably 12 months two years later it sort of came up a few other places and then ended up being like my favourite band for a long long time we talk about Sublime. Should we fucking sneak in a Sublime track while we're talking about it? It's got me excited. <laughs> that, I reckon it's the only, could be one of the only bands that I know all the words to a song from, as we were talking about earlier. It just, it's got to be. Um, 
the amount of laps it's done. And I think I love that like those CDs take you back to road trips. Like I literally could be half my own age just sitting in this Commodore like what is this new punk band? Like what is this reggae punk action? I need to hear more of it. Get it in me. I think last mixtape we played Scarlet Begonias, which is a pretty random one to pick. Should we go more mainstream? Yeah, go for it. What, what, mate? You're it. You choose. Oh, I just I love so many of them. I don't even know where to where to what, start. What I got is just a classic. Or I think we we played that last mixtape, or you know, we've already. Do you know? Played do you know what's funny, right? This um, because it's like that. It's one of those CDs that you've listened to so many times. When one song finishes. You Just know, you know what one. song's coming up next, so you start singing the next one. It, it's one of those CDs. What about um, Bad Fish or Two Joints? What would you prefer? You like Two Joints, so play that one. All right. We'll Here's share. Oh, I have one. You have one. She was living in a single room with three other individuals. One of them was a male and the other two, well, the other two were females. God only knows what they were up to in there. And furthermore, Susan, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised to learn that all four of them habitually smoke marijuana cigarettes. Reefers.
Yes, so good. Fuck yeah. I'm, that wasn't on the playlist at all, but we had to squeeze in a little sublime track. Cause why the fuck not? Mate, on road trips, you would have done this. We didn't have iPads back in the day. We were like, we were stuck in the back seat. If you got car sick, you fucking closed your eyes and grin and bared it and get to the destination. But if you didn't, you were bored as fuck and you mm-hmm. had to figure out what to do. So I don't know about you. We played a few car games in the car, old school style. Unplug the power, tell those motherfuckers in the back seat to put their iPads down because we're playing car games. What's your go-to car game, Andy? Well, we already invented two in this podcast. So we've got the hold your breath for as long as you can, who can hold their breath for <laughs> for the most kilometers. That's a fun one. Um, we, we That'll shut the kids up as well. Yeah, <laughs> definitely shut the kids Maybe up. Maybe one of them permanently. Like, the trick there is if you're driving and the kids are in the back, you just pretend to hold your breath, breathe through your nose. Um, and that way you don't pass out and kill the family because <laughs> nobody wants that. What was the other one that we invented? Oh, the scissors, paper, rock. That was my, instead of the finger well, that wave, was in a different you podcast, just wait yeah. for the car to come at you, for the, wait for the car to come at you and then like hold the fist up, give it a little shake and then like as they throw down, as they go for the little one finger wave, you throw down your scissor, your paper or your rock, whatever you got and then like eventually... You know, you can take a little win from it. If they put the one finger up, then they're not on the same level and that's a win. But I think we were, you're going to eventually come across someone. I think it was last, our Oz Day road trip special. We're trying to get that to be a thing. So yeah. that's actually a good one. Try Start doing it this summer. I heard of an alternative version of rock, paper, scissors. So you do rock, paper, yep. scissors. But if you both land on the same um, thing, then you have to make out. So it really adds that extra level of risk. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. So so there's a th- one-third chance you lose, one-third chance you win, and one-third chance you make out. I, I don't know what the chances are. I'm not, I was never good with statistics. It's like my, my weakest link. <laughs> I can't figure it out. But it's not. The Seems chances are bad. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think, and we, you invented one in Cape York where you just learn the lyrics to a whole song. Everyone gets their own verse. You all sing the chorus and you don't stop repeating the song till everyone nails their verse. Otherwise, you have to listen yep. to it for the whole track. So, you don't want any you weak links. you got to keep going. I like that yeah, one. Yeah, that's good. That is good. That's commitment. real good. That's a commitment song. Yeah. I like let, maybe let the kids DJ. That's probably not a bad one because like you're listening to what you want to listen to. But like maybe let the kids pick a track, you know, give them the phone and see what happens, see what they go for. Or, or like maybe everybody picks a letter and you find a song, you know, you want to find something new, just sort of. You're assuming you've got, um, access to Spotify. That's anything. A lot of, a lot of these, a lot of these highways in Australia don't get, don't get many bars. We used to play, um, cricket. So you you need a pen and paper, but you're basically like red car is a is your out, blue cars are six, trucks are four, and then you basically sign different runs and actions to a car, and then all right, you're batting. So first car goes past, and you basically mark up your runs until you get out, which would be the red car or whatever it is, and then I think we for long trips would you'd have like eleven batsmen do like a full scorecard. 
and then the next sibling <laughs> would go. So, oh, wait. So, okay. So, you, you take it. I like this. I like this. So, you take it in turn. So, it's my turn to bat and I've got, you know, we might make it a 2020 game. I've got five batsmen. So, I go in. Cars turn up. Here we go. White car, run, run. What's the yeah, red cars white, out? White cars were so, a single, I think. I don't, yep. yeah. I don't, maybe red cars went out. Like, blue cars are four. you got to come up with your Mate, own just rules. just make it up now. Yeah, truck. Commit, commit to it. All right. So, coloured colored car is a uh, colored car is two runs yep um a truck or anything bigger is a boundary four yep um what do you, what's your six i think a six has to be rare but not so rare that it never happens so like a yellow car a yellow car or a tesla or a <laughs> in sydney you'd be hitting tesla. sixes everywhere but not out on the freeway yeah. <laughs> what about um yeah, but anyway, you get the gist of it. You got to make up your own rules. Okay, and then you get the pen, you write it down, and then the next batsman goes in. I like it. Yep, it's good. It's good. Did you did you play? Um, that's a cracker actually. I'll, I'll be Ken, Kevin. And I'll get around that. He loves his cricket. Good. So the tin monster. And I'll go on a bit of a road trip for Christmas. We might play a bit of cricket. Sounds um, good. Did you ever do I Spy? Mel and I played I Spy on the way back from Byron when we were almost <laughs> back. We were almost back. Long drive, we're really struggling to get the time. We played I Spy. It's the worst game ever, but yes. but just the competitive juices kept it going for like ten rounds. I reckon. Do you give clues? Yeah, you got to give clues. The the classic clue that my old man used to do is the animal mineral, mineral vegetable. vegetable. My dad did that too. Fuck knows yeah. where they got that from. What the fuck is that? Animal. Ah, okay. You're ready for a clue. Where did animal, that come from? Mineral, animal, mineral, vegetable. vegetable. What the fuck are you talking about, Dad? I've, I've spotted the stratosphere and I fucking don't know what it is. You tell me. I'm fucking 10 and I heard it in science class. Yeah, you got to think like if you like it was ice by side or something we're going to see. It's a cloud. Animal, mineral yep. or vegetable. I don't know. Mineral. Technically Mineral. Is it? Is that a mineral? It's, well, it's water, isn't chemical. it? Chemical. It should be... Everything's chemical. Animal. Animal. It's not an animal. It's a mineral. It's not a vegetable. It's not a plant. Like, it's not a tree. Animal, plant. So, it's got to be... Yeah, but mineral is a certain thing. It's like a rock. It was like rocks. Yeah, it's non-living. It's a cloud, like, it's a cloud is not rocks. So... No, but it's an element. It's made of hydrogen and yeah, but oxygen. so are animals and vegetables. <laughs> Oh fuck! Yeah, but they're alive. They got like one of them's got a heartbeat, and the other one is alive without a heartbeat. There you go. That's your def. That's it. That's science. I'm fucking becoming a teacher tomorrow. Why don't if you're trying know. to like, get your science to fit your old man saying animal, mineral, vegetable, you're gonna run into a few troubles. I think. But it's funny that mine would say the same thing. How many vegetables Where, yeah, are you spotting out the window? Oh, that's. <laughs> trees, I guess, but That's trees plant, aren't vegetables. Plant life, yeah. No, well, what is that tree? I've seen a tree or a leaf or a stick. <laughs> it's like no one's, yeah, no one's spotting that stuff. What about the the other rules for it? Does it? Do you have to continually spot it, or did you see it once and then like you know it's gone? Like you might see a llama, but then you're not going to see a llama again. But no one's guessing llama. Do you know what I mean? Like, what are the rules around that when? Is it something you see all the time or you've seen infrequently? I, th- I think I you saw. need to see it reasonably frequently and then within the clues, 
you, one of the questions you're no. allowed to ask, can I see it now? And the, Oh, good. Yes, no. Good clue. But it's like, and then no. maybe you say when you, and then can I see it now? Just I just did a quick Google of animal, vegetable, mineral. It was actually a popular television <laughs> yep. game show which ran from what? 1952 to 1959. In the show, a panel of archaeologists, art historians and natural history experts were asked to identify interesting objects or artifacts from museums from Britain and abroad and other faculties including university collections. So there you go. So it's the 1950s kids show i don't know about you but both my parents were born in the middle of 1952 and 1959 so that's it's been reruns australia from. probably got it 10 years later yeah ah oh, god damn it well car games get around it if you're in the car still don't hit pause yet but once this podcast is done think about a little car game for i the think kids, keep it simple you, i think the breath holding so, one's the best so, especially for if you got kids and if you buy yourself, there's no one to play I Spy with. So breath holding is probably the best one for you if you buy yourself driving. The breath holding, yeah, hundred um, percent. You can pass out holding your breath, but look, we're not here to tell you how to live your life. So you make your own decisions. Um, we got a track, was? <laughs> yeah, oh, it's my it's track. Your move. This. Oh. Yeah. This uh, this is the band Pond, which is like uh, some of the guys from Tame Impala mixed with some other people. And uh, I saw them at a music festival maybe three years ago now. And I came over the hill as the afternoon was finishing and the, the night was beginning in that prime music festival uh, time where you're just feeling really good. And I was late to their set, so I missed the first track. And I came over the hill to hear this song and it just sounded so sick and I've been a massive fan of the band and a massive fan of this song ever since because they got me right at the right time to suck me in it's Pond and the song is Paint Me Silver check it out
Silver. Those guys are WA local band. Everybody seems to know Kevin somehow. Kevin Parker. I don't know how. I I ended up at his house accidentally one day. It was a bit weird. There's like this bloke I knew from doing uh, ski season somewhere, and he lived with him, and it was it's all a bit weird. Got introduced to the guy. I had no idea who he was. I was like, oh, I, I recognise that guy. I went to his house. We smoked some Sheba in the backyard. It was weird. Nice. It's a weird time. Good times. That was when I just got to Perth, actually. Um, mate, Waz's invention. Speaking of segments that we sometimes do on the potty and sometimes don't do on the potty. I like the inventions. I feel like we... Are you keeping track of them? Do you have an invention book? Um, no, no, but like, it was a revelation for me. I was quite... I was actually uh, dumbfounded, silenced. Didn't have uh, anything to say. Speechless, I think they call it. When you told me last episode that... You know, my scanner idea is actually in fruition. fruition yeah, fru- yeah, at fruition. Yep, it's impressive. Um, yeah, they happen. This <laughs> one, I haven't Googled. Uh, what was so ha- Before you get actually- onto it, can I just bring back up? Because I, I forgot yeah. to write it in the copy. And then you sent me your version of the copy, which had it in there and I'd already uploaded mine. Faraday's. That's the pub that oh, you yeah. and Matt invented, right? Yeah, Faraday's pub. Faraday's yeah. pub. Genius. Yeah, so good. Anyway, go back to the last episode if you if you don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> what have you it's invented fucking, this yeah, time? Faraday. Uh, so, all right, it's a holiday agenda because people like structured holidays. They like to know what they're doing. They don't want to think too much. A bit like a cruise, but some cruising, people. you know, is fucked, right? Yeah, some people, not everyone, but there's a massive market for it. Cruising's fucked. No one wants to go on a cruise. So... I've got this, the holiday program and it's, we can obviously have tangents from it, but the initial one, it's based on a Bond movie. So you purchase the holiday, right? And you are Bond and then you have your miso or your boyfriend or whatever you want to do. Boyfriend. You have you, you, your characters, you can sign up and you guys are characters in this, in this thing. So you're in Europe would probably be a lot better than Australia to do this. But you've got missions. So you don't know where you're going. You know you've got 10 days and you know all your accommodation is booked should you solve the right clues, get to the right place. So you you basically bond, right? You you start off at, from the airport and then you've got to find a guy or a thing. There's like clues to solve sort of thing. And then you've got to find the right password and then you get in this car and you go to the the next hotel. And then at that hotel, you can't take your car. You've got to find the next car. Right, because yep. 
your, your bond, right? And so there's all this shit that happens and you wind your way through this holiday, but basically you don't know what's coming next day. You just yeah. get told. So it's essentially, it's a holiday escape room. Yeah, yes, it's a holiday escape room. And if you get fucked up and stuck at some hotel because you can't solve the clue, well, that's on you, mate. That's yeah. not on us. But I, think, I imagine like you fly into like Eastern Europe somewhere for your Bond theme holiday and you've got a fake gun and you're yep. running around and then the police just shoot you in the head. But um, you'd have to <laughs> worry about that stuff. But isn't it? it's the amazing race, right? You've basically just described the amazing race. Yeah, but people love like Bond or Indiana Jones. Maybe not Indiana Jones because people probably might actually Indiana Jones, die go to the Amazon and get into some like yeah, tombs yeah, and shit. I'll be up for that one. Yeah. But I think like the Bond thing is all, you know, he's, he's a part of society. He's cruising through and you can go out to dinner and you wine and dine and you have cocktails and canapes and shit. And like that would be the initial one because people that are into Bond are fucking into it. You yeah. Know? Like they're really into that stuff. So essentially... So I think we base that as the initial one. You're marketing fake adventures. So Because yep. you're starting with Bond, but essentially you want to give someone adventure, but you want it, it's a safe and it's a structured adventure, but it's not real adventure. Yeah. Which I feel like some, maybe people... Isn't some, that like zip lining? Zip lining or like abseiling, like that's exactly what that is. Sometimes, it's like, oh, look at people, me, I'm a fucking rock. People climber. don't clip in properly no. and they fall off. That happens, <laughs> but there's risk with everything. <laughs> but that's it, like, that's all that shit is. Like, you know, it's fake adventure, it's like you're not going and snorkeling by yourself or like yeah. you're on a structured holiday. That's what they are. And I think there's a market for movie nerds. Especially Bond movie I, just, I think, And then we can branch from there. I think you, you've uncovered something that's actually... There's going to be a market for, but you've uncovered... Like, the fact that there is a market for that is all that's wrong with the world today. Like, yeah, yep. I, I almost feel like people that are... Some people, from what I've heard, that go to climb Mount Everest, they almost feel like they're signing up for a Bond adventure or a zip lining thing. It's like, oh, yeah, I've yeah. done some... I've done a bit of running and now this guy's going to take me up Mount Everest for my yeah. fake adventure. <laughs> but it's a real adventure. Yeah. Just to take everything away from, you know, people that have climbed Everest and things. But you're right. I, th I think you're right. So the, uh, what do you reckon? Is it is it marketable? Is it doable? Yeah, I think it's doable. But I just think it's... If, if you're booking... Like, you'd have to be into something like Lord of the Rings, maybe. Maybe we take you to New Zealand. But people are and into we, this shit. Like, be, like... People are get crazy about it. Like people want this sort of stuff. Nerds, you can do a Star Trek it. one. Ah, saw the snare. Saw the snare. What are, I always thought, like you could just take someone on like real bespoke adventures, and I'm sure it exists. It's like, all right, well, this weekend I'm booking a was adventure, and it's it's two blocks of emu export, a jet ski, and fifteen hours of driving, and yeah. And that's essentially, but you go and get like an authentic, you know, Western Australian experience with Woz. Can you imagine if someone signs up for that who's never really been out of the city and they're like, all right, what are we doing? It's like, shut up, sit in the back, crack a crack your name, you start holding your breath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going, I'll take them behind the scenes at a rodeo, get them behind exactly. the Yeah, look. So like just to, I like it. so you can tag along and, and it doesn't but it's more like a bespoke local experience. So if you go to some town, you can jump on the website and pick your local, 
and you basically just spend the weekend with them doing whatever they're doing. Fuck that. You say, oh, this good. is Terrence. Terrence likes to sit yeah. at home watching TV. So you can just go and hang at his house. But it might be some other bloke who, yeah, goes to rodeos or yeah. goes ballroom dancing or goes rock climbing. But you get the actual authentic experience of being his friend. It's like rent a friend for the weekend. Rent a friend. This is Brian. Brian has his own chair at the pub. Everybody knows his name. Fuck yeah. He has a milk chocolate for breakfast. And uh, he knows things because he once went and to you'll the be, war. And you get to be, be Brian's like, best friend for the weekend. So you yes. go to the pub and you're instantly got a crew and you instantly feel like yep. you're part of it. Actually, yep. you could even simplify that down to just pub friend. Like, just, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Renter, mate. Like, you're coming to, say you're working away, right? You've got to go to Perth for the weekend for or for the week for work. You've got to stay the week weekend you don't know anyone it's rent a friend and it's like i don't want to like meet a friend and then put in some groundwork to like find out if they're good fun or not i want profiles and i'm like this guy does these things on the weekend he plays footy here or he goes and watches footy here and he does this and he does that it's like fucking here's 500 bucks sign me up i'm andy's mate for the weekend what are we fucking doing i've just realized that you already invented this and it was called booking your house as a um as a Airbnb, because that's essentially what happened half oh, the time, is that whoever Kevin, booked into your Airbnb would just hang yeah. out for the weekend, and now they're your friends. It's <laughs> good. That is actually true. But you could charge a we premium. We just call for it that. Kevin. I probably Kevin. should. I've, ta- I've had some some good taking people on good adventures, but they got to be yes people. That's the I, key. Is Airbnb? Some people are tight asses and just want to use your facilities, and um, just want that free Wi-Fi on the bathroom floor. Yeah, whereas then there's the other people, the yes man. The so I like yes the whole. I like the like. initial idea, by the way. The holiday, fake yep. adventures, bond, whatever. I'm sure we could yep. come up with more. And I think the other thing we're talking about probably exists in some form. But um, speaking of holidays, we're coming up to the one of the great Christian holidays, the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Some 200 years ago, I believe. Is it how old's Jesus? 200? 200 and something ish, yeah. I think he was in the First World War. Yeah, Jesus fought in the First World War. I'm almost certain of that. Um, I remember reading Gallipoli. Some of it, the Gallipoli that's where stories. Mecca is. Yeah, so, it's near so, Mecca. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons we celebrate Christmas because he, was, he played such a big role in the, in the Gallipoli standoff. And I think one of the songs that we like to sing. <laughs> anyway, no, let's disrespectful to the Anzacs who were there because Jesus wasn't there, or maybe he was. Who knows? But speak <laughs> Christmas. I want to get to Christmas. Look, Christmas carols. You said last week you fucking hate them. I I concur. Like Christmas carols aren't great, but there's one Christmas carol that. It's actually not a Christmas carol. It's actually a 21st of December carol. And that's coming up soon. And everyone should post this to their social media when it comes up. But it's Paul Kelly, How to Make Gravy. And it's it's one of the best Christmas songs going around. It's sad, but it's epic. And we're going to play it. And I had it on my list and you had it on your list. So that's a good Both sign. Both of us thought this, it's always a good sign to play this one. Yeah, Chris, I just call it Gravy Day. There's like gravy day, you know, Thanksgiving, gravy, gravy day, Christmas day, Boxing day, New Year's day. The gravy day 
is in there. So Monday, this is gravy it's day. Mo- Monday. Actually, the day this podcast out today is gravy day. This podcast will drop on the twenty first of December. So it's only fitting that we end the podcast with Paul Kelly, how to make gravy. And if you're looking at your podcast app and you notice there's, hang on, there's another 15 minutes. That means we came back for bonus section. And you're looking at it and there's only five minutes left. That means this is the last song. So Huru, Paul Kelly, how to make gravy. Thanks, Was. Huru. It's the 21st of December Now they're ringing the last bell If I get good behavior I'll be out of here by July Won't you kiss my kids on Christmas Day Please don't let them Brothers are driving down from Queensland And Stella's flying in from the coast They say it's gonna be a hundred degrees Even more maybe But that won't stop the road Who's gonna make the gravy now? I bet it won't taste the same that flour, salt, a little red wine. Don't forget a dollar for tomato sauce. For sweetness and that extra tang. And give my love to Angus and the Frank and Dolly. Tell them all I'm sorry. I screwed up this time. And look after Rita. I'll be thinking of her early Christmas morning when I'm standing. Hope he can hold his own <laughs> Do you remember the last one? What was his name again? Uh, just a little too much cologne And Roger, you know I'm even gonna miss Roger Cause there's sure as hell no one in here I wanna fight I'll break the baby Jesus Have a Merry Christmas I'm really gonna miss it All the treasure and the trash Later in the evening I can just imagine You put on Junior Murphy And push the tables back And you dance with Rita I know you really like her Just don't hold her too close Oh brother, please don't stab me in the back I didn't mean to say that It's just a mind you 
Yes, Merry Christmas, everybody. That's a bit of Paul Kelly. PK. And a bit of Gravy Day. You love that stuff. Andy, we're back, obviously, because if you are looking at your podcast app, we've got the bonus round in here. And you know what's bonus round? It's when you think the day's over, but it's not, and you lie down, you get into bed. You pull the covers over and you take your underpants off because no one sleeps in pants because that's fucking weird. And you're like, oh, I'm ready for sleep. But then your mind goes zing and fires up and you can't sleep and anxiety kicks in. And I wrote down the other day a few questions that I had bouncing around in my head because I needed to get them out of my head so that I could go to sleep. So these these are questions that have popped into your head just when you thought you were going to sleep. You thought of some important problems to solve hit me yeah. hit me with them and and like and the thing with anxiety is they come in thick and fast it's like bang 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 it's not like i'm pondering shit so the first one was like why the fuck are most of the suits blue like every, you look around the city everyone's wearing blue suits why blue why not black why not gray gray would be like it's harder to get blue into cotton or wool than it is to make them fucking wool shouldn't they be white I don't understand. I think one area in the world where men are, are the downtrodden of the sexes is office mm. attire. So as a woman, you can basically wear what you want. You can show arm, you can show leg, you can wear pink, you can wear dresses, you can wear pants. You can basically mix and match as you please. But as a man, you're generally wearing a suit or a derivative of a suit. And mm. you can't so that's that's the first thing you think about so men cannot express themselves with clothing in the office must be blue so then blue suit. the suit you've got your your black suit your gray suit so the blue suit is just men trying to bust out and show some sign of color some sort of individuality in the workplace in a workplace that will not let them do that because they've been squashed into a black suit for years so it's basically the slow slow burn of men trying to to find themselves in the workplace i say the oppression of men in the workplace they've been oppressed (laughs) for too long and i think we need to start wearing wearing open toe shoes we need to start wearing shorts i think tank tops should be in midriff show a bit of belly button i think we should be you should definitely be able to show midriff should be able to wear short shorts this is where it stems Mm. from it's like we're not oppressed in many places, but we are definitely oppressed when it comes to officer time. In the workplace. What do you reckon? 100%. I, I agree. A singlet top. I would love to get my shoulders out when it's warm. It's going to be 40 degrees, you know, <laughs> next week. I want to get the shoulders out and cool. I want to get the armpits free. Instead, I have to sweat through a shirt, you know? Nothing like it. That's why I working from home is a game changer. It's just like t-shirt, shorts yep. every day, no shoes. No blue suit. But that, man, right, man out there, if you're an solved. office, if you're an office man, fucking, we got to change this, and we got to work together. And it's the man holding us down, like it, we're holding it's ourselves down on this. Like no one else, it's men telling men to not wear 
cutoff. I want to wear a cutoff hoodie, denim shorts, and a pair of Birkenstocks to work tomorrow. Is the sleeveless hoodie the most, um, just the most appropriate bit of kit getting around? You know, like of all time, like the sleeveless hoodie. sleeveless hoodie. I watched a snowboard movie this week, and the guy was talking about he used to wear doubles. He used to wear two hoodies and then two sleeveless hoodies on top, and that was his get up. <laughs> like back when what? you know when being that, dope was really the thing in snowboarding. Oh uh, yeah, the biggest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So double the, hoodie your pants covered with, your knees with two your top, top. sawn offs on top. It's like, mate, just get get some fleece, bro. Four layers of cotton is still for cotton. Just double it up. No, that's good. All right. The next one, probably a quick one. Who the fuck advertises for fruit? Like, you know, you see ads for bananas and ads for apples, and like an apple's an apple, a pineapple's a pineapple, bananas a banana. Yep. You can you're advertising your competitors' products. But in the end, you grow, make, create, send to market this product. Who the hell is paying for this advertising? What budget does it come out of? My guess is that if you're seeing advertisements for, let's say if you're seeing banana ads, then it means yep. there's a basically a banana mafia. Because if there's yep. not, then why the fuck would they advertise bananas? Because it basically means they're going to advertise. It's like advertising supermarkets. It's like, come to a supermarket. We've got great prices. They're super. In all the supermarkets. Yeah. Um, mm. Rather than... So, it probably means that there's an Australian fruit mafia that are covering off 90% of the market and then that selling. That actually makes sense because my thinking was like, all right, if I grow bananas, fuck the co-op, I'll, I will not be a part of that, but they're still going to advertise bananas and I will sell more bananas, but I won't be a part of it so I don't pay for it, right? Yeah. So everybody opts out. But if there's a banana mafia... You get your fucking Which knees broken. The, yeah, so I'm fucking forced to be in. So I'm in. Okay, well, that's good. Man, this is great. I'm going to sleep fantastic tonight. Um, next one. Why are there no monkeys in Australia? There's monkeys in Indonesia. It's pretty much fucking just there. Get in a canoe. Like, so like, come well, over. Where, why are there no monkeys in Australia? That That's a good question because we were at one point connected to Indonesia. There's monkeys all through Indonesia. There's monkeys all through... Uh, Asia and Southeast Asia in general. Yeah. Yeah. Pests. So what the fuck happened that like did the aborigines kill them all? Did well, the- we had no cuz we had megafauna and the indigenous Australians killed the megafauna. But there's no monkey skeletons on our continent from even when it was back part of the Gondwana land, you know, part of this big, big space. So they must have, they must have followed the humans because this is the only thing I'm thinking is that they have, you know, migrated after the human, the human or the Homo sapien or Homo erectus or Homo whoever. I've just, I've just Googled it and I haven't got an answer. I'm just reading the first okay, thing, good. but it, it raises some good points. Like in Japan, there's cold climate monkeys, so it's not a climate thing. So monkeys live in like in full blown onsens, hot yeah. hot rainforest, and they live in cold in in snow areas as well. But one thing that has come up is a picture of a koala. Is a koala the monkey of the south? Wow. Because we've got, because um, why is there no kangaroos in Indonesia? Could be a fucking equally valid question. 
It's because we've got our own marsupials and koalas are monkeys. So that maybe the marsupials ate the monkeys or they just freaked them out too much because they didn't have... No, I, I'm saying the monkeys became the marsupials. They just evolved. Apparently, if you live in Australia, oh, you evolve a okay. pouch eventually yeah. and we will eventually evolve a pouch. Handy. Put things in. Unless you're in a kidna, then you lay eggs. What is an echidna? Shit, this is... <laughs> they A monotrem? A cephalopod? Is that, is that the... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm no water botanist, but the platypus does not deserve <laughs> to live in an underwater cave. So... Do we want to try... We, look, we, if anyone knows why there's no monkeys in Australia, let us know. Because otherwise, Woz is not going to sleep. I will not rest yeah, until right. I understand. The last one... Um, why the fuck do English people have such shit teeth? Like, because these people, the British I'm looking at, who seem to have been prolific at, you know... Dominating uh, the themselves world. themselves around the world. You know, dominating the world. They're getting out there. They, they've obviously, you know, acquired Australia where no one else thought it was a good place to be. I don't know what the Dutch are like for their teeth, but I don't know them as having shit teeth. But Great teeth. But the English have fucking horrendous teeth. So, like, I, I was... Uh, this came up because I'd been to the dentist and I had an English dentist. And she, you know, my normal bloke, James, shout out to James at DB Dental in Cottesloe, you wasn't knew. available. This English dentist, she, she had... She just didn't have great teeth. And I'm like, you're a fucking dentist. Like, not an orthodontist. I get it. There's a difference. Straighten them up. But it got me thinking, why Why do all the English people have shit teeth? All I say as a generalization. Yeah. What the fuck? What's well, a generalization? There? They're the best things for podcasts, at least. Um, mm. So, what? one thing that I heard, I listened to a podcast with a breathing expert. And he's basically talking about the way that European people have breathed, breathed over the over the hundreds of years has changed our faces. It's narrowed our jaws and cha- and narrowed our noses and fucked our teeth. Whereas people who evolved from Africa um, had better breathing, and they've resulted in wider noses, better airways stronger jaws, better teeth. And apparently you can actually train yourself through like holding, like sleeping with blocks in your mouth. I'm like, I'm going to fuck this up, but like <laughs> sleeping with like wooden blocks in your mouth or something and trying to nose breathe. So doing like mouth taping and things like that. It actually improves the shape of your face and hence improves so why your did teeth. We de- why did they develop mouth breathing? So you're saying nose breathing, if you've got a big, wide, efficient nostrils and you can get it in the nose easy, no need to get it in the mouth. So that makes your teeth better and your teeth are then kept for eating, Gives you a better, stronger jaw as well. Yeah, I'd have to re-look into the podcast. It's it's a guy who's an expert in nose breathing and he was actually on the Rogan podcast, but I'd heard about him in this breathing course I did in, in Sydney. So there's can, something can to it. it there's something to it, and I think that's why their teeth are fucked because they're mouth breathing. Fuck, that's very in. That's actually very insightful. Do you reckon it's like stinky London? Like people stopped. Like 
you know, when they was getting too busy and you're living on top of your own shit and like faces everything, running through everything the street, stinks. Yeah. yeah, and you're just like, fuck this. I don't want. I'd rather taste it than smell it because, you know, most of your taste is from your nostrils. Oh, so yeah, maybe but that was so it. So let's say if you're walking past a shit-ridden pond, would you mm. breathe through your mouth or your nose to avoid the horridness? I'd almost breathe through my nose. But then you smell it, but you're not you're not getting the shit particles in through your mouth. But then, in the end, they're still getting in there. So you mm. might as well do it through your mouth, and then you know you won't smell it as bad. I reckon yeah. that's what it is. London stinks. It's a stench. No it's fluoride horrendous. in the water. Mate, that's um. No fluoride, man. I feel better. I feel calm. I'm I'm ready to zen out. I might go spend some time in a float tank after this. Yeah, man. And think about those. I need a flight tank. I, I, I might try. I've and got do... a bonus. You've got a boner. As not, not, not a boner. Uh, I've got a. Um, I've got two credits at the float tank near my place. So when you're over here for the week, mate, we'll go and have a little floaty session. We might even find a little special oil and then go and have a real good float tank. Yeah, I'm keen for that. I, I was. I've been. There's none like real close to me here, but I, I wouldn't mind getting into one. Coming up with some podcast ideas. Do you need like to be able to record your ideas so you don't lose them? You could do that. Let's stick your um, get your phone on. Just put voice recorder on. Record. Sit it on the shelf and then talk to yourself while you're in there. Bit weird though. But you're in the pod. Like where would you sit it? Like actually inside with you. It's made it. It's in the name. Yeah, podcast. Made for it. The podcast from the pod. That'd be fucking. A bit deep and a bit weird, um, mate. This is a mixtape episode. Can Have I you got a bonus I... track for us? Yeah, to I play do. us out. Or I had two to choose from. We can I've play been both. listening. Uh, they're both like electronic tunes that I've been getting right into, and they're a bit longer. I might just go for the mo- the more random long one. What do you reckon? Yep. It's yeah. I reckon play it out. Well, let's say goodbye because if it's fucking that long, I'm not coming back afterwards. No, we're not coming back. So it's um. It's Syria, the Satori remix. And if you don't like the first two minutes, hang in there because it gets better. <laughs> but um, have a Merry Christmas. Enjoy your Christmas road trips. Um, we might lock in before Christmas, but if not, we'll, we'll be coming in strong in January because we'll actually be in the same state um, doing some face-to-face. We'll do a porch hang, hopefully, some adventures. Should be some good good stuff coming down the pipe. What do you reckon was? There's plenty on um, the usual stuff. Get around your your merch if you want something. It, you got to do it ASAP because I'll send it off because we, we were both checking out for a few weeks. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next couple of months and and doing a few flights. What did you call it? Flighting, flighting, Flo- flaught. I'm gonna flaught. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's after you've done it. It's your flaught. I flaught. Ah, take a few flaughts. <laughs> yeah. It'd be sick. I'm I'm pumped about it. So um, yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone. Thanks for the year. 2020. I don't think it's been. I think there's some positives of it. I think you and I have got a lot more into country music. That's what I've mm-hmm. learned today. And just slow down, take stock, enjoy. So Merry Christmas, motherfucker. Merry Christmas. We'll come back with a 2020 recap in early Jan. But um, until then, was been a pleasure this is probably our longest podcast ever by by a good probably 30 minutes so yeah it's been good who
fucking Rue. <laughs> Who monkey? 